ಜ್ಞಾನಸಂಭವಂ ಆತ್ಮನಂಜೋ ನ ಕ್ಷೇಮನಾಪ್ನುಜಾಜ್ಲೇಹಾಮನುಸಿಂಜೋನಿಂಜೋನಭೂತ ಕ್ಷೇಮನಾತ್ನುಜಾತ್ಮನುಷಿಂಜೋನಿಜ್ಞಾನಸಂಭವಾಜೇತ ಕ್ಷೇಮನಾತ್ನುಜಾತ್ ಲೇಹಾಮನುಸಿಂಜೋನಿಂಜೋನಿ ಜ್ಞಾನಾಪ್ನುಜಾತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನುಷಿಂಜೋನಿ ಜ್ಞಾನಸಂಭವಾತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನುಷಿಂಜೋನಿ ಜ್ಞಾನಾಭಿಜ್ಞಾನಸಂಭವಾತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನಂಜೋನಭೂತ್ಮನಂ
विज्ञाना एम प्रैक्टिकल एप्लीकेशन ऑफ दैट नॉलेज इन लाइफ संभवम वेर इन देर इज अ पॉसिबिलिटी आत्मनम वंस रियल आइडेंटिटी जा एनी वन हु नॉट बुद्धियता अंडरस्टैंड्स ना नेवर क्वाचित एट एनी टाइम शेमम सक्सेस इन लाइफ अत्नुजात कैन ओटेन ट्रांसलेशन अ ह्यूमन बीइंग कैन ओटेन परफेक्शन इन लाइफ बाय सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन through the vedic literature and its practical application this is possible only for a human being born in india the land of piety a man who obtains birth in such a convenient position but not but does not understand his self is unable to achieve the highest perfection even if he is exalted to live in the higher planetary systems purport this statement is confirmed in chaitanya charitamrita <clears throat> adi 941 your chaitanya says varata bhumi te haila manusi jammajara jammasarata harikari kari para upakara Everyone born in India especially as a human being can achieve the supreme success through the Vedic literature and its and its practical application in life when one is perfect he can render a service for the self-realization of the entire human society this is the best way to perform humanitarian work So we continue with text 59. If you allow me, I'll read only the translations. Remembering the great travel found in the field of activities performed for fruited results, and remembering how one received the reverse of the results one desires, whether from material act. from material actions or from fruitive activities recommended in the vedic literature an intelligent man should cease from desiring from fruitive actions for by such endeavor one cannot achieve the ultimate goal of life on the other hand if one act without desires for fruitive results In other words, if one engages in devotional activities, he can achieve the highest goal of life with freedom from miserable conditions. Considering this, one should cease from material desires. Text 60. As husband and wife, a man and woman plan together to attain happiness and decrease unhappiness working jointly in many ways but because their activities are full of desires these activities are never a source of happiness 
May I repeat this part? Because their activities is full of desires, their activities are never a source of happiness, and they never diminish distress. On contrary, they are a cause of great unhappiness. Text 61 and 62. Translation. One should understand that the activities of persons who are proud of their material experience bring only results contradictory to those such persons conceive while awake, sleeping, and deep sleeping. One should further understand that the spiritual soul, although very difficult for the materialistic to perceive, is above of these conditions, and by the strength of one discrimination, <clears throat> one should give up the desire for fruitive results in the present life and in the next, thus becoming experience in transcendental knowledge one should become my devotee. Text 63. Person who try to reach the ultimate goal of life must expertly observe the supreme absolute person and the living entity who are one in quality in their relationship as part and whole. This is the ultimate understanding of life. There is no better truth than this. Should I repeat this part? It's very important. Persons who try to reach the ultimate goal of life must expertly observe the supreme absolute person and the living entity who are one in quality in, relation, in their relationship as part and hold. This is the ultimate understanding of life. There is no better truth than this. Text 64. O king, if you, upset, if, if you ac accept this conclusion of mine, being unattached to material enjoyment, adhering to me with great faith, and thus becoming proficient in full aware of and full, fully aware of knowledge and its practical application in life, you will achieve the highest perfection by attaining me. Another repetition, I think. Okin, if you accept this conclusion of mine, being unattached to material enjoyment, adhering to me with great faith, and thus becoming proficient and fully aware of knowledge and its practical application in life, you will achieve the higher, per, highest perfection by obtaining me. The last text. Sri Sukadev Goswami continued, after thus instructing Chitraketu and assuring him the of perfection in this way, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the Supreme 
spiritual master, the supreme soul, Sankarshan, disappeared from, the pla from that place as Chitraketu looked on. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purpose of the sixth canto, 16th chapter of the Srimad Bhattan entitled King Chitraketu meets the Supreme Lord. So from tomorrow onwards, text uh, chapter 17. Onangyanati Mirandasya Gyanangyana Shalaha Kaja Chakshulumitanje Nata Smaisri Gurave Namaha Mukankaroti Vachalam Fangundanga Jate Girim Jatkripata Mahambande Sri Guru Dinatarinam Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesa Sunjavadi Paschatya de Satharine Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Silahanuma Prasaka Swami Itinamine Panchakalpa Taruvyascha Kripa Sinduvya Evacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavivyo Namo Namaha Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Vash Adi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare. Thank you again for being here. Um, so, this is the last part of this interesting chapter. We, as probably most of you, have been uh, in the class and following the thread of this part. It's after Chitraketu receiving instructions from his uh, spiritual masters especially Narada Muni, uh, he engaged for seven days in a very strict uh, process, sadhana bhakti that was um, per performed in a very successful way because he achieved the goal, uh, meeting the Lord. But uh, the idea is that by the instruction of the spiritual master, following an authorized process, we have the guarantee to achieve the goal. So in that way, for example, Sankarsham, um, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, in the form of Sankarsham, himself appeared in front of Sankarsham, oh, sorry, in front of Chitraketu Maharaj, and uh, corroborate the teachings of what uh, Narada Muni and Angira Muni was they were trying to convey to Chitraketu, and also for the enlightenment of all of us. So Krishna himself, in this case, uh, through 11 texts, Sankarshan uh, summarized all this knowledge in the beginning, establishing who is him and who we are, how this all creation takes place as part of his energy. It's important for us to understand that uh, what is our real identity we are part and parcel of Krishna. We are his energy, as well as the, all the material nature. 
because we have the tendency in our conditional instead because forgetfulness of real nature, the real knowledge, in that conditional state, we have the tendency to try to enjoy the material nature and create, or create those false concepts and identities, thinking that we can control and we can be owners of something. So Krishna himself established this principle. Well, you are wrong with that understanding because you, as a living entity, and all the matter, all the nature, are of my energy. So he established this principle. So all belongs to me. I'm the creator of everything, even of yourself. So Krishna established that point, and also helping to understand what is our nature, actually. As a Krishna's energy, we share the same quality as spiritual souls. So that Krishna, uh, Sankarjan explained, for example, what is what we share, what makes us the same quality of the Lord. Do you remember that part when it was a beautiful lecture of uh, Hanuman Prabhu on Monday from Noron that he explained that point? I personally found quite interesting and very uh, insightful. That's one quality that makes us also one characteristic that makes us same with the Lord, that helps us. That is, that is the experience that we have, each one of us. Do you remember that part? No? No, it's consciousness. That is that, that aspect of being conscious that makes us Brahman, part of the Brahman. Because as an energy of the Lord, we are Brahman, Krishna's energy. And that quality that we share is consciousness. But because we are just a small part of the Lord, a small fraction, that consciousness is limited to its minimum compared to the supreme consciousness that Krishna has as the supreme soul. So that is important differentiation that we need to have clear in mind. We share the same quality, but we are not equal in everything. So we share the quality of being eternal, part of being part of partial of Krishna, part and parcel of Krishna. We share eternity, happiness, and uh, uh, knowledge that is part of our intrinsic nature. So that is, uh, but again, as a minimal or a small particle that is different compared to the, the source or the ocean or the unlimited uh, quantity manifested in Krishna as a source of everything. Uh, that, uh, for example, Prabhupada in, the, in those purpose, uh, in those texts was quite emphatic uh, for, uh, uh, I would say, pointing out for our understanding that we must be careful when we talk about this point <clears throat> and always remember we share the same nature of the Lord, but as a quality, sorry, our quality is the same nature of the Lord, but no quantity. A lot of uh, other philosophical, uh, I would say, traditions or religions sometimes, uh, they have this misconception about, oh, we are part of the Lord, so we, we are one with God. So, but <clears throat> that oneness 
doesn't have that differentiation in quantity. And that is proper, emphatically said, this is it's a Mayavadi, this is a wrong misunderstanding. Wrong, and it's a misunderstanding, it's a big wrong understanding about the reality. So it's, we have to be clear with that point. When, because also understanding that Krishna, by creating the living entities and the nature, so that is the, the manifestation of his energies and Krishna and his energies are not different. So from that point of view, there is a distortion in, uh, from a philosophical point of view. If Krishna and his energies are not different, so we can worship everything in nature because it's Krishna as well. In one sense, it's true, but also we need to understand that it's not equal or uh, it's not authorized process the same way when we worship, for example, the personification, the personality of God in his Bhagavan form. So that is also a very subtle aspect that we need to be aware of and clear in our understanding, especially in our practice, spiritual practices. And, <clears throat> and we can encounter sometimes uh, people or spiritual practitioners from other traditions that they have this kind of understanding and can be confusing. But we need to, yes, as we mentioned and prop again, very emphatically, Krishna manifests himself in different ways, but doesn't mean that all the ways are the same. So that is quite important. It's not the same if we worship, for example, if we acknowledge the presence of Krishna in the nature when we worship the deity form of the Lord. So it's not the same. So uh, that point is clear. Those, those are part of the instructions that uh, Sankarshan was emphasizing and teaching, corroborating what actually Narada Muni uh, taught to Chitraketu, and Chitraketu expressed in his prayers. Hmm? So the next point also was about uh, the important, or what is the, the, the idea about uh, the real position of the living entity in relationship with the Lord. And why we become uh, conditioned. Why is, for example, that we are not uh, experiencing our real nature? Because as we said before, intrinsically, our nature is full of bliss and knowledge and eternity. But uh, most of us in our conditioned state we don't experience that in full. No, it's opposite because our tendency is different. It said that everything be begins when we think that we are independent, separated from the Lord. When we think that, when we start thinking in that way, then our material, conditional life starts. Because consequently, uh, thinking that I'm independent of the Lord. So I can enjoy independently from the Lord and trying to endeavor to use the energy of the Lord for my sense gratification. But actually it said that self-motivated activities only generate our distress. So it's not, uh, it's not happiness at all. It's, that's quite important. When I read that, I said, wow, that is quite 
strong because most of us, well, at least in my case, might not, my immediate tendency is try to do things that I'll enjoy, I'll, I'll try to be happy. But my self-motivate activity, and so Prabhupada self-motivate activity awards only distress, misery, that, that's the word that he used, our misery. And to, of, of course, on contrary to that, when we engage ourselves in activities that are uh, free from fruitive results, more devotional activities, devotion to try to please the Lord, so that will generate on us or give us the opportunity to get the goal of life and free from miseries, freedom from miseries. Well, that is quite interesting point. I thought, wow, it's important for us to understand this because I guess like me, most of us, <laughs> we have that tendency to try to, to do things that will generate us uh, some kind of satisfaction self-motivated activities. So, but the best way is, as we mentioned in repeatedly previous classes, we were hearing constantly that the best way is trying to act in a way that we can search or focus how to please Krishna. And it's the only way how we can <clears throat> change that tendency for us. Somehow or another, by Krishna's mercy, devotee's mercy, uh, we are here in contact to, or exposed to this spiritual knowledge, to Vedic literature. So we have the benefit of that information, that knowledge. So the idea is now to apply this. No, here <clears throat> in this text, specifically in 58, text said, knowledge and and its application, quite important point. It's not just theoretical knowledge that we are now exposed, reading Bhavatan. We should not remain <clears throat> just at that level. It has to be applied, become Vigyana. And the way how we can do is trying consciously in Javier, in, in be engaged in activities that will please Krishna, with that motivation, how I can please Krishna. But also, it's not like a something that, okay, I'll do whatever I think that is, uh, that will please Krishna. Also, it's regulated. There are regulations that help us to understand what please, what please Krishna the most. And in this text, it's very important, in explaining what is uh, what can be the most pleasing thing for the Lord? Do you remember that aspect of this text that we were reading? It's that uh, knowledge when we practice that is the best way that we can achieve the goal of life and that is the best contribution to the humanity because by applying this knowledge naturally we will share it with others and that's the best humanitarian activity that we can do and not just because we help others to awaken their spiritual consciousness because it's the most pleasing 
pleasing thing for Krishna. We understand that point? Yes? Yeah, that connection. So, the, so it's important for us also to try to um, direct the quality of our activities based on those principles. And that is the basis of Bhakti Yoga, actually. Uh, what else we can see in this chapter? Yeah, the goal of life and uh, every endeavor that is self-motivated, even the relationships, like uh, in the text uh, 60 and 62, 61 and 62, that when we try to establish our relationship with other living entities or from family life or the relationship with women, between men and women, based on just self-motivated interest is definitely a source of misery and no happiness. That's what the point that emphasizes uh, Sankarshan and also at the end the important point is the surrender to the will of the Lord by rendering or being engaged in devotion and service, understanding that that is your constitutional position. You are part of the whole. If you are not connected in your identity, if you are not acting based in your identity, always will be in satisfaction. Our identity and natural propensity is service. But service in relation to what? In relation to Krishna, yes, that is because that is our real constitution. And we are part of the whole. If we are not connected to the whole, always would be in satisfaction and suffering. And so that is natural service, but to Krishna in a favorable and authorized way. So I thought. Uh, for example, I was listening to one lecture I consider quite insightful. If you can have, uh, you have time, please, if you can listen to um, recently God's uh, Sanjas initiation, it's Swayamba um, Vankesha Maharaj. It's uh, in, in his class as a Sutapa Prabhu, that was his uh, Brahmachari name. He gave one class about what can help us to attain a happy life in Krishna consciousness, a successful life in Krishna consciousness. He um, kind of uh, summarized five points how we can, can foster the success in our practice. And because now we are talking about trying to dovetail the quality of our activities in devotion and service trying to please Krishna. So how we can do this in a holistic way? Five factors as a practicing devotees that we can try to consider and apply in our life. So I'll summarize those points, but I invite you please to listen to that lecture to get more insights, perhaps more, um, uh, I would say, inspiration, knowledge, and the simplification that I'm trying to do is just, it doesn't make justice to what he presented. But it's my humble attempt to share with you what I understood. 
Well, those five points is that uh, first uh, we should uh, try to cultivate or maintain, uh, uh, try to maintain ourselves spiritually inspired. What that means is that uh, all of us, we, as a practicing devotees, we receive information and knowledge about the different rules and regulations that favor our devotional practice. And uh, we, we talk about the Panchanga Bhaktis. Probably you remember those Panchanga Bhaktis? The, we, there are 64 regulations how we can practice devotional service and nectar of devotion. But five of them, uh, the, main five, the main point, the main ones, is that we should, for example, chant Hare Krishna, deity worship, association of devotees, um, reading Srimad Bhagavatam, and reside in the Holy Land. Yeah, those Panchanga Bhakti. If we practice these activities, but with the intention that I'll try to do my best in every day of this, uh, my experience, that will create in us the inspiration that we need for eventually achieving the goal of life. So we need to maintain ourselves spiritually inspired because uh, practicing Krishna consciousness is not easy if we talk seriously about it, if we are realistic, because in our condition state we have many difficulties, many difficulties and troubles. But by being inspired in what we are doing, try, if I'm very focused or trying to endeavor in my chanting or studying, that will awaken in, in us the taste for the process. And that will await more than the difficulties that we experience. And will keep us keep going in, this, uh, in the practice, in this process. Another point that he mentioned is that we need to cultivate or maintain ourselves emotionally connected. What that means is we need to cultivate real friendship among devotees. Friends that will help us to continue, support us in, the, in our practice. And there are some parameters to see who can be our friends. For example, like-minded devotees, not everybody is the same, uh, have the same interest, but if we cultivate friendship with like-minded devotees and based on trust and love, naturally we help each other to maintain our spiritual practice. So if we endeavor or trying to cultivate the quality of our interaction among devotees, basically, because we all, the idea in Krishna consciousness, we are friendly with everybody. We're friends of everybody, you know, the idea, that's the idea. But at the same time, it shouldn't be a superficial interaction. We need to be more mindful about the quality of our interaction among devotees. So based on who know me, who can love me and trust, so I know that person will help me in my spiritual practice. So there's some points that we need to practice, or, or, but basically be mindful about it. And the other aspect is uh, psychophysically situated. That another point 
that we need to be aware when, for example, it's more related based on our Barna and Ashram. If we are properly situated, so naturally we will have the strength or the facilities for us to face the difficulties. Otherwise, it's very difficult. And also Krishna and Bhagavad Gita, well, we know that there are two verses in Bhagavad Gita they repeat twice. One of the verses is Madmano Mamama Bhaktor. Yeah, Krishna repeats twice in Bhagavad Gita to emphasize the point, become my devotee. So, but the another text that is repeated twice is also uh, do your karma, your, your prescribed duties according to your nature. Krishna repeats twice. That is in text 335 and 1847. Uh, twice the same text. So it's emphasizing the importance to understand what is our nature and how we can then, based on that and those qualities that we have inherited in this Swadharma, we can serve better and practice our process. And uh, the another part, aspect is uh, we need to maintain internally committed. I found this very important is because internally committed is more related to in this Prabhupada's movement, Prabhupada's mission, each one of us can find a specific mission, a small personal mission that, we can, that can help us and motivate us to do our best. For example, it can be uh, DT worship, can be book distribution or, or serving prasadam, a specific service that you are committed to do it. Whatever, anything happened, but it's you are committed and taking responsibility as you're, you're taking part in the mission of Srila Prabhupada. Because it said that uh, there is uh, one nice um, statement that said, uh, the best alarm clock in, uh, in, in, in life is purpose. Because you can, we can have different alarm clocks that can help us to awake ourselves because we are sleeping and force us to wake, to get up and things like that. But the best alarm clock is purpose. If you have purpose in life, but you committed to that, no matter what happened, if you are sleepy, hungry, whatever, you will be able to force yourself to do it because you are committed to that purpose. And it's that very important aspect that if we uh, are mindful or take active aspect in this Prabhupada's mission, finding our mission in Prabhupada's mission and make that our dear, most uh, precious purpose, that will give also motivation for us to keep going in this spiritual practice. And the last one is uh, uh, practically, uh, ba practically balanced. So we need to balance our life. Because uh, it's, as Krishna Bhagavad Gita says, whoever it more, um, who is regulated can have success because if we eat more, or we eat less, or we sleep more, or sleep less. So if there is no balance in our practical activities, so we will struggle. We will suffer our health, it will be, our health will be compromised, mental or physical. 
So we need to keep also balance. It's very important, those points too. So these are the points that I consider that quite important for us to understand that we actually, we practice every day, but if we are more mindful of the importance of these activities, of these principles and how we can implement in our life with refine this practice, it will be, help us to achieve the goal of life, develop proper consciousness and eventually awaken that prima love for God. So that is in brief what I wanted to share, but a very short thing that I wanted also to mention, but if you allow me, we have five more minutes perhaps. It's just a beautiful pastime because we are starting from Monday onwards, last Monday onwards, Kartik month. Pardon me, bro? Kartik, and so I thank you so much. <clears throat> Mahatma Prabhu, when he saw me, say, Happy Kartik. And so I took it as a blessing. Thank you, Prabhu. So I wanted to share one pastime that in Prabhupada in 19, well, among the many gifts that Prabhupada gave us is uh, the experience of the Holy Dam, Brindavan. And in 1972, uh, for first time, Prabhupada took his disciples to Brindavan to uh, do Brahmandal Parikram, to experience the glories of the Holy Land. Uh, Prabhupada himself, with the devotees, were doing every day visiting places, uh, say, special uh, places in Braya, in Brindavan, and Prabhupada narrating the pastimes of each place. And um, it's, one day they went to one place called Brahmagat, Brahmandagat. I don't know, have you been there in Brindavan? Yeah, Mataji been there, Brahmandagat. Have you been there, Prabhu? Brahmandagat. It said that that is the place where uh, Krishna ate dirt. He ate dirt. And, so Krishna, as you know, Krishna and Balaran and the cowherd boys are all kids and littles and doing a lot of mischievous things. And when, we're, when they were playing, Krishna suddenly, he isolated himself in one specific, a little bit uh, far place and he ate dirt. And the cowherd boys saw, saw him doing it and said they were, oh no, Krishna did that. And, Immediately they went to, uh, to Balaram and they told him, uh, oh, Krishna ate dirt. And they were kind of furious, why Krishna ate dirt? dirt? So Balaram said, oh, Krishna ate dirt, so I have to talk with, uh, just, I have to tell to Jasodamai. And it's part of the song that we, we sing today, uh, every, uh, during Kartik month. But uh, it's this, Valeran went to uh, told um, Krishna to Yasomai because he was kind of uh, upset because he said, well, Krishna came to liberate, the, uh, free the earth from all the heavy uh, impious activities of people doing it. So, Krishna thinks that because he ate a little piece of earth, uh, so he, he's just doing his job, 
that is not fair. So Valerian was upset and he said, no, that is not the, that's not fair. So I have to tell to Yasuda Mayan. So when Valerian told to Yasuda Mayan about it, that Yasuda Mayan, out of desperation and also upset, she went to Krishna and said, Krishna, why you ate this earth? It's just not proper. Why? Is that true? And Krishna said, his understanding is different. He said, no, I didn't eat. They are just telling that it's, they are lying because I won all the fight, all the wrestling things, so now they are back to me. They are saying that it's not true. It's not true. That was his perspective. But uh, some uh, Acharya said that uh, actually Krishna ate dirt because he wanted to cure himself. And uh, cure for what? Because daily he eats a lot of butter, yogurt, milk sweets, so that creates indigestion. So Krishna wanted to cure himself, and so for that reason he ate that dirt. But other, other acharyas said, not really. Krishna ate dirt because he wanted to clean his body about, because he ate, drank not long ago a very poison, very strong poison from Putana, equal to the uh, poison coming from the uh, churning of the ocean, the Kalahala poison. So Krishna drank that from Putana, so Krishna wanted to clean his body, uh, cure from that poison. For that reason, he ate dirt, because earth is, dirt is purifying. So other acharyas said, no, no, Krishna didn't want to cure. He didn't eat uh, earth because he wanted to cure himself, because Krishna ate earth because he wanted to uh, equip himself. Because Krishna knew that after sometimes he will go to Dwarka to, to do other uh, kinship activities, so he needs Raya, he needs power to do that. And uh, the best way to equip himself is to eat Braya Raja. So for that reason he ate meat, uh, dirt. Other Acharya said, no, 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 Krishna didn't eat earth because he wants to cure or he wants to equip himself. He wants to purify himself. Why? Because Krishna constantly is telling lies, lies. So the best way to purify yourself is drinking some achamana or eat with earth, dirt. So it's purifying. So Krishna wanted to purify himself for telling many lies. Other acharyas say, no, no. It's not because he wants to purify himself or to cure himself or to equip himself. It's because he wants to get blessed. Because by eating dirt from Braja, he can take all the dust of all the devotees, the, the gopis, the advanced devotees who walked in Braja. So by eating that, he can get the blessings. So Krishna wanted that. So as you see, so all the different explanations the Acharyas are talking of why Krishna earth, uh, ate earth, dirt. But all in actually are selfish, so transcendental selfish interest. But other Acharyas said, no, he has another transcendental selfless interest. 
he ate dirt because according to Shastras is said that if Krishna is satisfied, everybody is satisfied. But eating a little bit of dirt, he will be satisfied and the whole universe is satisfied. So Krishna, based on that, he ate dirt. So different reasons why Krishna uh, ate that or per performed that pastimes or acharyas that creating that the intrinsic and very uh, beautiful and loving as interactions that Krishna has. But uh, at the end, he said that when Krishna, Mother just saw that was talking with Krishna said, you should not eat uh, dirt. And Krishna said, no, no, I'm telling you the truth. If you don't believe me, okay, I open my, open your eyes and I'll open my, my mouth. And then at that moment, Yasodama said, okay, yes, I'll do it. But by doing it, she got the, suddenly the view of the whole universe as we know the pastime, the whole universe depicted in the mouth of Krishna and she at that moment realized, oh, perhaps those, whatever I'm thinking that Krishna is my son, Nanda Maharaj, my husband, or, all this is not true, I'm in illusion. Krishna, perhaps Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, the creator of everything. Perhaps it's that. So suddenly she got that revelation and then the Acharya said, especially Vyasa, they write another text when he said, immediately, because of her love to Krishna, towards Krishna, her love was so powerful that covered immediately that understanding and said, no, 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 Krishna is my son. And because of out of love, she immediately regained that consciousness, no, Krishna is my son, and I have to protect him. So that is the pastime that somehow another in, during Kartik month, we also try to remember the, the sweetness and the interactions that Krishna has with his devotees, that with the purpose to attract our mind and get also, get by us hearing about this, awaken that love for Krishna that is dormant in our heart. Well, sorry, I didn't make justice to this, but trying to be quick. Thank you for your uh, listening. Any comment, any questions? Time to go to take prasad, time to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you don't have any comments or questions, we live here. Grant Rasri Madhvatanki. Jai Shila Prabhupadki. Jai Vanchakalpataru Vyascha. Kripa Sindhu Vyacha Patita Nam Pavani Vyo Vaishnavi